Bible Rundown. It's Pastor Rob Lindley and David Cottle, and we're here on day 13. We got Genesis 31 and 32 today. I hope you're with us and you're enjoying our time together. We're in the middle of Genesis, David. We're in chapter 31. We've got Jacob, and he's got two wives now and and multiple concubines, and now he's leaving Laban, his wife's father, and headed back to the land of Canaan. What do we see here? Well, I think in a lot of ways, uh, you have to really dig into this passage. It's a long chapter. um, And some of the action items, I think, point us to the hearts of the people and maybe even some cultural things going on at the time that are significant for us as we move through the Old Testament. First, I think what jumps out to me is as much as we've harped on Jacob being a deceiver, we have to recognize that he does have integrity in how he has worked hard for Laban. Now towards the end, the episode with the the sheep, I think we can view that as they're just they're going against each other trying to set themselves up individually be best as they have decided to go part their ways. Um, but let let's flash forward and when Laban does show up, he accuses Jacob of stealing everything that he brought with him. And Jacob's pretty correct and right in his integrity by saying, "Hey, if you find anything among me that I've unrightfully claimed from you, you're welcome to take it back. What Jacob doesn't know is that Rachel's sitting on these household idols of her father, which uh, we'll come back to. But um, Jacob, at the end of the day, he's kept his integrity. All the commitments he made to Laban, he's kept, right? right. So why can't he go on his own way? That's the way I kind of right. view it. Um, but again, a lot of family dynamics here. I think we do want to focus on chapter 32 a lot. So my final thought on 31 before I see if you have anything is the household gods. We don't really know a lot of what these are. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's stealing them because she thinks they have some value that it'd be an inheritance to her. Uh, it could be that she finds religious value in them. The Moses doesn't explain why she took them. Clearly they're important to Laban. Uh, but in my study Bible, I love this line that they talk about. Clearly, these gods are completely impotent or powerless, right? Because not only can uh, Laban not find them, Jacob doesn't care about them, and Rachel's sitting on them. So I think it's just this early contrast of the the falsehood of idolatry and just how weak so-called gods are compared to Jehovah God, the one true God. What do you think? Any thoughts on 31? Uh, I've got so much on 32. I've got to move to 32, but that that was a good rundown on 31. Here's here's what's happening in 32. Jacob is realizing that he's returning to to Esau, who may kill him. As we we return to the story, Esau was going to kill Jacob. That's why he fled, and that's Mm -hmm. why he found found Laban. That's why he got his his wives, and he's been gone for a number of years now. And now he's going back, and he cries out to the Lord. Mm -hmm. He is being humbled. Verse 9, and Jacob said, O God, my father Abraham, and God, father of Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, Return to your country and your kindred, that I may do good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become 
to camps. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him and that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. So <clears throat> he's crying out to the Lord, and that very night, uh, he has a visitor, and he wrestles with the Lord himself. And in this wrestling, uh, Jacob, who is the seed, um, he must proclaim his name. And in verse 26, then he said, let me go for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So Jacob, mm. he, he touched the, this, this person who is representative of the Lord, touches his hip socket. He breaks him. He's broken. Some people actually believe that this is, this is he's broken in the seed, that that, that, that Hebrew word is, is close to the goads, if you will, and he's broken. The seed lineage is broken hmm. because of Jacob's sin. And yet, <clears throat> Jacob will not let go of this person. And he, he says, what is your name? And he finally declares his name as Jacob. Mm-hmm. Now that that de- declaration of his of his name as Jacob is meaning that he is the deceiver, mm-hmm. that he is the one that grabs the heel, that he has been deceptive. <clears throat> I believe here he's declaring his sin to the Lord God Almighty, and God gives him a new name. That's what He does with us, David. When we declare our sin before the Lord, when we humble ourselves and say, "No, I I want the blessing the, from the Lord." Christ has been broken for us, therefore we may receive the blessings of God. This is a big deal. And thus Jacob receives a new name, and that's who we are. We're people who have received a new name. We're no longer called the deceiver. We're no longer called the, the sinner. We are called the righteous in, the, in Christ and in God, and he is renamed Israel. Amen. And that is the beginning of Israel as Jacob will not allow the blessings of God to go away from him. And that's what we are to do is trust and grab hold of Christ, the one who was broken for our sin. Amen. And it's it's the reminder, right? We will constantly struggle against the Lord until we humble ourselves and meet him on his terms. Amen. That is the Bible rundown. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.